You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have me! Hello everyone, welcome to Equep from the 80s. Um, I am your host, Chris Seaver, Crispin Seavage, the Seavi, the Seavage, what have you. Uh, and I am here to talk to you about um, some things I love about the 1980s and, and my love and then the things that I grew up with and all that good stuff. As you know, you're here on this channel, you know what it's all about. But uh, I'm going to start doing a series of little videos about certain um, television shows, cartoons, maybe even a toy line, and just kind of talk to you individually about that certain thing. You know, little, little, little quick videos. They may be quick, <laughs> hopefully. You know me, I talk a lot. But um, And today I want to talk about... Um, a television show that I grew up with. Um, I, I, I don't like... I don't want to keep saying this over and over again. <laughs> but I don't know how many new people are coming to the channel as far as what they're hitting and what they're clicking on. But uh, So I, I uh, was born in 77. I'm in my 40s. Um, so my prime time was straight up the 80s. I... I my formative years were the 80s. I, I grew up in the entirety of the 80s. Um, so I was privy and shell-shocked and, and, and bombarded and, and creamed with nothing but the 80s pop culture. Uh, be it, you know, television, toys, food, fashion, <laughs> the music. Um, and it's everything that I love to this day. But there's certain things that have always stuck with me and that I still cherish. And uh, so we're going to talk about a television show that I adore. Um, and just so happen to be celebrating its 40th anniversary. Uh, it... it 2019 was the 40th anniversary, so it's still... It's still there. You're just on the cusp. <laughs> you know, 2020, what have you. Um, so it's still fresh, let's say. It's it's still there. So it's still celebrating its 40th. Um, technically going into its 41st. But I'm talking about the facts of life. <laughs> um, throughout the years, I've almost had to defend my love of facts of life. I guess, um, because I get so many side eyes or so, so many questions, so many gasps of, what? What? Why did you watch that show? You know, or you like that show? And wasn't that show about a bunch of broads? <laughs> you know, um, but yes, uh, I grew up loving the facts of life. And it debuted in 1979, and it was a, a spin-off for Charlotte Ray's character, Mrs. Garrett, who was originally on Different Strokes as their uh, maid, as their, uh, yeah, the first, their first maid. And she left in the second season and went to Peekskill <laughs> and started looking after the girls. Um... And Facts of Life was born. And that first season, of course, is very different from the rest, everything that came after it. 
Um, they got rid of a lot of the girls. Little Molly Ringwald was one of the girls on effects on the first season of Facts of Life, uh, and, and she was more of a house den mother, uh, still at the at you know peak skill, but she was more of a house den mother for like a for all the girls at the boarding house or what have you. Uh, but Natalie was there, Tootie was there, and um, Blair was there. And then second season, they got Joe and got rid of all the other girls. And uh, then Mrs. Garrett became the dietitian <laughs> at the school. <laughs> and, you know, still had that relationship with the girls, the, the girls at Eastland. But I'm not going to go over, like, the history and, and all of that good stuff. You can find that everywhere, anywhere online. Um, I'm coming at it from uh, my memories and as a, as, as a fan and what the show means to me. And the reason that um, I saw this show anyway, one, of course, I was living in the time, but two, I grew up um, in a house by mostly women. Uh, with mostly women. Uh, my my grandfather was there, of course, but my grandmother, uh, my great-grandmother, and my great-aunt sort of raised me. Uh, my mom was very young, and she lived right down the street, and I saw her all the time, you know. Uh, it's just, she was a kid herself who had a kid, and babies having babies, man. And, uh, the rest of the family was like, you know what, we'll take him and we'll raise him and, and you grow up and stuff like that. So I had a lot of women, uh, very strong women in the household. And uh, one of the shows that, you know, my aunt and my grandmother would watch was Facts of Life. And so this was, <clears throat> I didn't know really any other way. Uh, like male-dominated shows. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't like a big deal to me. I was watching this show that was making me laugh, making my family laugh. Um, and as I got older, um, I appreciated the actresses. I appreciated the comedy. I appreciated the, the uh, physical humor that these girls, these women, were um, bringing to viewers weekly. And like all shows of the 80s, um, a lot of facts of life had uh, moral quandaries and, and after-school special-style um, episodes and, and, you know, not just the 80s fluff, but there was also a, uh, a PSA sort of mixed in. And out of, I mean, all the shows like that, I, I love it. Um, you know, I think we were all kind of cognizant of it back then as well, even as kids, that it was preaching. Some of the episodes were preaching, um, but it was all part of normal television in the 80s. Um, certainly kids, kids shows, even cartoons. Um, but... I really believe that the facts of life is uh, the reason why I became very attracted to strong women, uh, uh, more assertive women, certainly funny women. Um, 
I, I, I love a lot of female comedians and it's, it's quite a turn on, <laughs> um, if they can be funny and if they can be absurd and if they can like not take life so seriously. And, um, this show in particular was just very, it just, without, you know, certainly in this day and age, there's agendas. This, this, there was no agenda. It was just surprisingly well-written and well-acted and the women were in the forefront. Later, you know, Designing Women and, and Murphy Brown and, and it, you know, I, th I don't think the 80s get the credit that it deserves for pushing that. Roseanne, you know, it wasn't just your typical male-dominated television back then. Um, you know, in the in the 90s, in the late 90s, in the 2000s, people kind of like harped on that and made it like a big deal, made it a thing. But, you know, for those of us who grew up in it, and if you just look back, I mean, it was all over the place. Cagney and Lacey, Kate and Allie, I mean, it was everywhere. It really was. And I think it's very cool. And I, like I said, that show definitely growing up made me appreciate women far more than I probably would have uh, uh, again because of the male dominated television who knows how I would have been raised you know um, and certainly in the town that I grew up in it's a not much evolution <laughs> progressiveness was not a thing really um, but it always stuck with me, and I watched it until the end. Uh, and I was very young, and it ended when I was probably 11 years old. Um, you know, I really thank my my the females in my family for a lot of the that certain television that I did watch and get uh, sort of um, hooked on. Um, but I mean, let's be real. I, I also loved my ridiculous shit, and uh, <laughs> you know, and you'll find out there's a lot of television that I love and uh, sort of uh, raised me to become the 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 pop culture obsessed geek that I am today. Um, because it was the era of you know sitting the child in front of the television and having the television sort of raise you. Um, even what I had all that love around me, um, but I definitely beat, I, I was a guy who, kid who went along with <laughs> whatever I wanted to do and what I thought was fun and what I thought was cool and, um, and the television and the movies and the, everything that was happening, uh, <laughs> helped me follow those footsteps rather than what the humans were telling me in the real world. You know, I like to say that I had several fathers. Uh, one, because I just, I didn't really have a good relationship or real relationship with my dad growing up. Um, he wasn't really in the picture, but I knew him and I would see him from time to time. And But, uh, so the television dads uh, would become 
like my dad, you know, I would, I would look to them for the advice. I would, you know, as cheesy as it was, uh, I would sort of get what it was like to be, <laughs> you know, a male figure <laughs> from some of these television shows uh, that I certainly will talk about. Um, but Mrs. Garrett, for me, was a, was a voice of reason on the female side, a voice of, of growing up and learning those facts of life. And Again, you're probably watching this and, and thinking, man, this is ridiculous. But it, it, for me, the facts of life worked. As a kid, as a teenager, uh, growing up into my adulthood, I have never stopped loving the facts of life. And... Um, I, of course, <laughs> have the entire set. And let me tell you, when this finally came in the mail, <laughs> I couldn't get the grin off my face. Um, it was like a, I popped this in, it was like a warm blanket, and I just, on really rough nights, on bad work nights, or or just depression and, and things of that nature that have, I've gone through. Um, like a lot of other 80s product, uh, other 80s entertainment, watching this um, is really like a warm blanket and it would make me smile and I'd, I'd kind of tear up every now and again just because of the memories or the feelings that I had um, connected to the show. And just realizing, as an adult, as a man in his 40s, just how well it was written. Cheesy and all, you know. It, it was really well written and well acted. I say that a lot because these girls were really hilarious. And while I, while I love Tootie, and while I love Joe, my favorites on the show were Natalie and Blair. Uh, I just loved their faces, I loved their deliveries, I loved their quirkiness, I loved the physical comedy. Um, you know, Joe was the hard New York, New Jersey type broad, uh, Tootie was the innocent. Um, you know, even going as far as in the first season always being on roller skates <laughs> and pigtails. Um, but Blair and Natalie were, I, it just appealed to me, you know, funny, goofy women. Um, and they were all cute to me. They were all cute. And I, I, you know, probably developed a crush on all the girls. Um, but I don't know, man, it just, it's a show that I adore and, uh, I kind of wave the flag for. And I always have an episode in the Saturday Morning Sleepover because I love it so much. And, uh, you know, not everybody shares the, the sentiment, but that's okay. That's all right. Maybe you, didn't, maybe you did watch it, but it didn't hit you like it did me. Um, everybody's got their thing. And this is one of those things. Um, uh, I would probably drop everything... And if I didn't have the money, I would do whatever I could. I would sell. I would work on the street. If I got to meet 
the uh, the girls of the Facts of Life. Charlotte Ray, we lost, but man, did she hang on there for a long time, and she was still kicking, and she was still, you know, very present. Uh, Charlotte Ray, Mrs. Garrett, Crown Rest Your Soul, I'll Never Forget You. I'll never forget those facts of life that you <laughs> bestowed upon me as a youngin. Um, but Lisa Welchel and Nancy McKeon and Kim Fields and Mindy Cohn. God, I would love to meet you and I would love to pour my heart out to you and tell me how much you meant to me growing up. And yeah, uh, so please, you nostalgia conventions out there, get on that. Invite the girls of the Facts of Life. You know, I'm actually surprised that for the 40th anniversary, there was nothing. Nothing. For shame. For shame, Jerry. Uh, but that's it. So that's my little chunk. That's my little, uh, my little video homage. Uh, quick, quick 80s jaunt. Talking about one of my favorite uh, pieces of 80s pop culture. The television. And the show in particular, The Facts of Life. So please, do yourself a mitzvah. Th actually, I held off when, when Scream Factory, well, Shout Factory, put this out. I held off for a while because it was <laughs> very expensive. And it seemed like it just would not go down in price. I'm not saying it's not worth it. Because friends... This is straight up nine seasons, including the TV movies and extras. So it's worth it. But I just was like, I'm always poor. I never have any money. And I'm not going to be able to drop almost $200 on this set. So I waited a long time. And then I, I ended up getting some birthday money a few years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'll check eBay. Let's see what's going on on eBay. And eBay had brand new, still packaged, un unwrapped copy of this set for only $46 shipped. I, it was a bloop, instant buy. And like I said, when I got it, I was like, I was a kid again. I just... And I poured over it, much to my wife's chagrin. She doesn't... She is one of the people who just does not get it. She doesn't get it. She's watched the show. She's looked at me like I've had lobsters crawling out of my ears. <laughs> like, what is it? With, like, she just doesn't get it. But that's okay. She's a 90s girl. She didn't grow up with it. She wasn't even privy to it. Um, but it's mine. And I'm going to keep it in my heart and soul. And I hope you folks do, too. If you love the facts of life and you want the complete series, get yourself on eBay. Because uh, Amazon, they're going to have way too much. But eBay, it'll help you out. They'll help you out, man. And, and, and learn the facts of life once again. So thank you. Thank you, girls. Oh, oh, oh i got to tell you something real quick before I go. I have seen this show in its, in its entirety a couple times. But now I'm at the point... Where, with a lot of the television show that I loved, uh, the last season, I kind of hold out. So I've been through this set again, but up until the ninth season, I have not watched yet. Uh, just because I'm... <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, 
I don't want it to end, even though I know when it ends and I know what the last episode is. Um, and I could watch it all over again if I wanted to, but it's like that, it's that, that it's teasing, it's hanging on just to give myself that, uh, ooh, I have something to look forward to <laughs> that final season of whatever show it is. Um, and I gotta be honest, I'll probably just go back and rewatch all again until I'm ready to let that final season happen once again. And then I'll just do it all over again. So, I'm an idiot. But I love what I love, and uh, I want you to all love what you love, and embrace what you love. It's okay to grow up, but it's even more okay to not grow up. To hold that child within your heart, your fart, your genjudules, your brain pan. Keep the child alive, folks. Don't let it go. That's what this channel is all about. If Cref from the 80s, I'm Chris Siever. Thank you for joining me on this quick jaunt through the decade, the, the best decade of all time. So thanks again. <laughs> Get out of it. Get out of it.